pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Hello there and welcome to the third annual instalment of the, of the Great Scott Cinema Club Almanac show. Um, my name's Chris Toll, I'm here with Keezy as always. And Keezy, we buy a sombre mood for this episode, Aye. mate. Uh, we're, we're, we're down one, aren't we? Aye. We're down one and we know who's definitely not going to be the next James Bond. <laughs> Aye. It's one of his films, there can be only one, he was the James Bond. Aye, well, listen, you know I'm not a James Bond fan, but when I, when I think of James Bond, he's the guy that I think of. Him oh, and, strangely, Roger Moore. I don't know why, but <laughs> him, and, him and Roger Moore are who I think of. Um, obviously, we're talking about Sean Connery. He's uh, at the ripe old age of 90. You'd have never have thought he was 90, man. He's left this mortal realm. Uh, onto the big sound stage in the sky. Aye. Uh, I mean, I know he was. I know he is ninety, but it's still a sore one, isn't it? Well, uh, for me, it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've never been a huge fan of his work. As as yeah, if you've listened to the show before, you'll know I've never been a huge Sean Connery fan. But that doesn't mean that you don't respect his body of work and the oh, fact aye. that the guy's obviously an absolute Hollywood legend. It's just 2020, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's I fucking one one kick in the balls after another. So aye. we should really have seen this coming, to be honest with you. I know. It's a sad, sad day. Uh, but, you know, like I said before, he's he's obviously he's a hero to a lot of people with his roles in, in uh, Hollywood. He's James Bond, obviously, is the first one that you think of. But, She's a few others and all, hasn't he? Um, oh, managed, to, managed to have the same accent in every single film and play about 42 <laughs> different nationalities. So, fair <laughs> play, you know. Um, it's, I know that you're a huge fan, mate, so um, it must have must have hurt you quite hard when you found out. Aye. I was, I was gutted, aye. Um, no, just thinking, just thinking back to all the memories of him and the, all the films that I've loved. And the first... Memory of him was actually when I went to see Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Aye. And oh, he's, Robin Hood, Prince he's, of Thieves. I forgot about that. He's got the cameo right at the end, right? And till this, to this day, I've never seen a cinema react the way it did when they came on. Everybody was like, was gasping and clapping and cheering, and and I was, I'm just a wee eight year old at the time looking about, going, "What the hell's going on here?" Because uh, he meant nothing to me at that point, and right. my mum's, oh my god, there's Sean Connery, as if he's just walked <laughs> into the building. <laughs> as if he sat <laughs> down sat. next there with a bag of poppy, see? <laughs> uh, so, that, so then after that, it was like Last Crusade, and and then eventually I get into the Bond films, and it's just, it's, when, he, when he first utters that line, I mean, that line written down, if you said that, to somebody that's never seen movies before, that's one of the greatest lines in cinema history. It just it looks nothing. What shaking not stopped? Right, oh, Bond, one. James Bond. It's just the way he delivers it with a cigarette in the mouth and with the John Barry theme tune and class. People in nineteen sixty two must have been going, Who the hell is this guy? That's who I want to be. <laughs> Aye. 
because ah they're just um, brilliant and um you touched on his like, accent and uh, for me he's in he's in the top three greatest movie voices ever Morgan Freeman James Earl Jones and Sean Connery for iconic amazing voices I Arnie. Aye, Arnie, aye, he put up there. Aye, but uh, you, were, you were saying about his role in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Did he play Robin's dad? No, he played King Richard. Played King Richard, right. Is that, the, is that the guy that done Good Golly, Miss Molly in that? <laughs> it may as well be for how historically accurate it was, because <laughs> I think... I think King Richard died when he was 28. <laughs> <laughs> I but nobody gave a damn. Nobody I... cared because it was Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> and he only had like two lines in the film, but I think he got paid 200000 for it as well. You got an Oscar he, nomination. He, he, he... <laughs> <laughs> I think he gave his, he gave his speech to charity as well, but um, ah, class, class I, stuff. I was some man. It's obviously... Us being Scottish as well, he's a he's a huge icon in Scotland, you know. Oh, um, I think he's the only guy that's managed to be a Celtic supporter and a Ranger supporter and not be assassinated. <laughs> so, ah, <laughs> uh, he was um, I, that's right because he was like great pals with Jock Steen, wasn't he? And then uh, he was, great uh, pals was, with David Murray. I know. Uh, he went. He went with the. He went with the money. That's what happened. He went with the money. <laughs> Uh, Jock Steen's no putting a penny in my pocket. I'm away to see Big Davy. <laughs> um, obviously, since it's happened, there's a, a lot of great stories coming out and stuff. And uh, one of them is, um, I think it was last year. Somebody, you know how you shout out celebrities for retweets or can I get a shout out because it's my birthday? Aye. Somebody uh, tweeted Roger Moore and said, "Can I get a?" Hi Roger, it's my birthday. Can I get a shout out for the best James Bond ever? And Roger Moore replied to him and says, I don't think Sean's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, man. <laughs> no, um, but he is, he, is a, he is a quintessential James Bond. There's no, there's no getting around that, really. Oh, I, it, I think he, see when you said that Arnie was the, 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 the voice, I think like, the, you can track, you can trace like, like daft puns back to the to Sean Connery in the James Bond films like Aye. when he shoots the guy with the harpoon I think he got the point and then like in Commando he's like stick around and all that shit Aye, you're right. <laughs> yeah. what, about, what about big Donald Trump coming out and saying that he wouldn't have had a golf course if it wasn't for Sean Connery is that what he said? Aye, he says uh, the Scottish government and everybody was putting the, the, uh, the brakes on it and Sean Connery came This is what the actual tweet said. Sean Connery came out and said, let him build it. And then, <laughs> we, were allowed, then we were allowed to build it. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, well, so, so for all the good things you've done. <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, one of my favourite one is the Lord of the Rings story. The Lord, well, he, turned, like, he turned down the role of Gandalf or something, didn't he? Aye, and it cost, aye, he turned it down and it cost him, like, ended up costing him about 60 million or something like that. And they asked him why he turned it down. And he's, I won't do the accent, but he said, um, they sent me the script, but I couldn't understand a bloody word yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think he thought it was a wind up. 
Aye, what a hero, what a legend. Aye, well, old Shawnee, God bless you, son. Aye. Oh, aye, yeah. and I think that I think they're starting the campaign to rename Edinburgh Airport to Sean Connery Airport. I think that'd be a great tribute, and he deserves it. If you can get the John Lennon Airport or the George Best Airport, then Sir Sean Connery Airport, get it done. Well, I name it that the now before Ewan McGregor tries to get his fucking claws in it. Right, so we'll, <laughs> right, we'll move on to the next section now then, eh? Um, will, we, will we do the uh, the trailers first, Keys, or do you want to do the movies first? Um, it's up to yourself, what to do the trailers for a change, mix it up a wee bit. I will do the trailers first then. Right, folks, so as you know, um, every week or every episode on the on the Almanac show, we like to cover the new newly released trailers for upcoming movies. And there's been a few since the last episode. And some of them are outrageous. <laughs> and the first one that we're gonna we're gonna cover now, when the name of this movie came up on the trailer at the beginning, I thought it was a movie about Eva Cassidy's life. Right? Aye. And that, I was like, oh, Eva Cassidy's Life, I should be quite a nice film. Could I have been more wrong? <laughs> this movie's called Songbird, and it takes us four years into the future. <laughs> huh. The world is still in lockdown, and we are now fighting against COVID-23. Oh, <laughs> Now, I don't know why Michael Bay thought that this would be a good idea to make this movie. I know. It's, why, what, I, I can't even begin to describe the, how far off the target he is with us. Nobody, want, nobody wants to be seeing this now. No. Right? If, but what I will say right. is, when it comes out, I'm probably going to watch it to see how fucking ridiculous <laughs> it is. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, this is the last thing anybody wants. Not just that, we, we certainly don't want to have to contemplate it happening again. Aye. And that's the... That, the whole time I'm sitting through this trailer, I'm just thinking, what, honestly, what were they thinking? Being in this film, in my opinion, could ruin careers. Aye. It really could. Paul, Paul Hauser, in particular, that guy's stars on the rise. I think it's a terrible move for him uh, to take take this movie on. I, I really do. I could understand Demi Moore taking it because if the movie gets any sort of acclaim, then she's attached to it and it could maybe launch her back into the public eye. But Craig Robinson and Paul Hauser, I really don't understand why either of the two of them have taken this movie on because both of them are fairly big names in Hollywood at the I moment. It, it's, it's a strange one for me. Um... For this one, um, I wouldn't go and see it in the cinema, uh, but I probably will watch it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a thumbs in the middle for me. Thumbs in the middle. Ah, I'm going thumbs down. I'm not. Thumbs I'm down. not bothering about it. <laughs> okay. So the next one that we're going to talk about is Tom Tom Hanks's new one. Aye. News of the world, where he plays a he's like a reporter for want of a better. Well, that's what he would be. He's a news reporter, isn't he? 
he's, ta- he's taking the newspapers to like village halls and stuff like that, and reading out the world news to to um, these towns. And uh, obviously, you don't get the full story of what's happened, but he ends up with this young girl in tow, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like he's he's maybe promised to look after her or something like that. He's trying to he's trying to get her back to whatever family she's got left, her original family or something like that. Uh, I think she was living with a with Native American tribe or something. Right. And, and he's, then, he's trying to get her home, but aye. they stumble upon a town which isn't quite as friendly as the other ones that he's been going to. And <laughs> for what I can tell, I think they're, they're basically they're trying to steal the wee lassie off him. And then it turns, in, it turns into a full-blown western, for what? Oh, definitely, aye, aye. It, it, looks, it looks pretty good, I must admit. And you know, I, I love Tom Hanks. I'm a, I'm a big Tom Hanks mark. But uh, for me, this, this looks like a good one. I think it looks brilliant. I think this is his Dances with the Wolves, a Unforgiven type film. I think um, it looks great. You're right. Um, Tombstone. I think what you were about to say there, I think this is he's going for Easter Oscar. No, that's what I was... Uh, it's... It's going to be much better. Just going by the trailer, it's going to be much better than his last offering that we got. Um, oh, I definitely. That, that was a that was a pile of tripe. I, I didn't fancy that at all, but this looked brilliant. Um, definitely up for this one. Aye, so that's News of the World starring the best actor who's ever lived. <laughs> I guess a thumbs up for me. Aye, thumbs up for me as well. Um, no, I'll not go for the two thumbs up because Western's not my favourite, but... Uh, fair enough. Aye. But I'll I'll definitely give a thumbs up because um I'll be I'll be watching that buddy when it comes out. Right, so the next movie that we're going to talk about is Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds. Um, at, I'm not a hundred percent certain what this movie's about, but it's bright and colourful, and I like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> aye. <laughs> from from what I've got, looks- he's 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 a sprite. In like a Fortnite kind of thing or, or Grand Theft Auto or something like that. It's a pretty violent video game anyway. Um, and he becomes self-aware. And, and the character falls in love with uh, the lassie that's playing the video game's character. The Jodie Comer, is that who it is? Couldn't tell you, mate. I've never seen her in my life. She's in the... What's that thing on BBC One everybody loves? The news. <laughs> Killing Eve, she's in that. Killing Eve, all oh, right, aye, aye, I get you. Um, well, I, like I said, man, this is a pure popcorn movie. It looks fairly <laughs> entertaining, to be honest with you, and it's the sort of film that I'd quite like to see in three D. Aye, uh, it looks, it, it looks like they're definitely be funny bits in it, mm-hmm. and I think it's one of these films where the first half is good and then it just descends into chaos. Aye, well, I, I actually laughed during the trailer. Um, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a good indicator but that doesn't always mean that it's going to be a great film so I, know. I don't know I think for this one I'm going to go thumbs in the middle aye I'll wait for it to come on the sky but uh, <laughs> it looks decent enough it does but the next movie that we're going to talk about I I wasn't impressed with it at all uh, we're talking about Stardust which is um, <laughs> the, the David the David Bowie biopic. We've had Freddie Mercury, we've had Ray Charles, we've had Johnny Cash. Right, Elton and John. Then, and we've had Elton John, and now it's 
David Boy's turn and I could not care less about this film. I know, I'm the same. I, I quite like David Boy as well. And Aye. just that there was nothing about this that made me want to watch it. No, nothing at all either. I um, I would say I'm a, a greatest hits David Bowie fan. Aye, me too. Aye. All the famous songs, I love all them, and I wish I'd seen them live and things like that. But I, mm. I've, I'm never going to watch this film. It looks dreadful. I don't know who the hell that guy is. I know. He's playing him. May as well. What was the accent? Even he may as well get Arnie to play him. <laughs> I'll Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> But he'd have done a better job. Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. I think there's an army life on Mars joke in there somewhere as well. <laughs> for somebody to clear accent. Tony called to the David Bowie story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, aye, nah, it looks, it's getting panned and it could be a disaster. Oh, and do you know what? It's a shame because if David Boy was still alive, he would have probably took quite a big hand in making a movie about his own life. Aye. So aye. it would it would have been it would have been real. And some of the aye. stories that you've heard about David Boy, whether whether they've been true or fabricated, that guy lived a hard life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and hopefully, I, I'll tell you what. See if they manage to get the video for Dancing in the Street into this, vid- into this movie, I might watch it. I want, <laughs> I want to see somebody reenacting that, pretending to be Mick Jagger. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's a film. <laughs> Jagger's life. You better believe it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he ever about 40 sequels? <laughs> but that, that brings us on to the last trailer that we're going to, oh no in fact we'll, we need to rate that one so that's a, that's a thumbs oh, down for me aye thumbs down for me as well aye thumbs down double thumbs down so we'll move on to the next one and the last one in the list that we've we've watched this week and you literally sent me this a couple of minutes before we started recording here and I could not be more excited <laughs> when does this we're talking about a movie called Fat Man right now see if I say to you Right, we're going to do a, we're going to talk about a film called Fat Man. It's going to be starring Walton Goggins and Mel Gibson. <laughs> Your first thought would not be that movie must be about Santa Claus, <laughs> right? And I tell you what, see when you start watching the trailer as well, you're a good thirty seconds into it before Aye. you realise that that's what it's Aye. about. This is a this is a movie about a, a boy that get put on the naughty list by Santa, played by Mel Gibson. <laughs> and he got a, a piece of coal, a lump of coal for his Christmas, and he vowed revenge on Santa, and he hires a hitman who is played by Walton Goggins. Uh, and again, I don't know if I've actually mentioned it, but Walton Goggins is absolutely one of my favourite actors. Uh, I love Walton Goggins. He's absolutely amazing. Um, so he's the hitman that's been, that's been hired to assassinate Santa Claus. Everybody knows Santa's real in this movie, and there's no, there's no jiggery pokery going on or anything like that. This is purely <laughs> a kid that's that pissed off at Santa that decides <laughs> to kill him. <laughs> and again, the premise when I'm talk when we're talking about this and out easy, the premise sounds like this movie's a comedy, but this movie uh, isn't a comedy. 
this is they're, they're not playing this for last. This is straight laced shit, man. <laughs> and I cannot wait for it. I can't wait to see it, Kate. I hope it's out before Christmas. Oh, oh so they are. Aye. It looks, I think it looks brilliant. It looks like the most fun you've had for years watching a film. Aye, definitely. Um, see, when it first came on, though, the trailer was like that. Fat man, Mel Gibson, he's chucked it. And then about 30 <laughs> seconds later, I was like, Mel Gibson's back! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you're a beauty. Everybody <laughs> else has chucked it. Mel's the only one that's, that's all in. But the good thing about Mel, Mel uh, Gibson playing Santa Claus is he won't need to deliver presents to Jewish people. <laughs> we all know how he feels about, about the Jewish people that, that son of a bitch that he is and that, that's the thing as well is it still alright to like Mel Gibson movies I don't know I don't know if it's alright and see to be honest with you after watching the trailer for this I don't care if it's alright because I'm watching this movie because it looks fucking brilliant so two uh, thumbs up for me even though arsehole Mel Gibson's in the movie <laughs> Two thumbs up for me as well. I'm going to devour a selection box watching this shit. <laughs> Can he wait? <laughs> so, Fat Man with Mel Gibson and Walton Goggins, definite winner for, for your point of view. Oh, so, I. That takes us on to the, the reviews and the new movies, the new streaming movies that we've been able to watch um, over the past few weeks. Uh, we've, we'll start off with. Uh, the Trial of the Chicago 7, which is the first right. of two Sasha Baron Cohen movies that we're going to be talking about. I don't know what <laughs> the other one could possibly be. <laughs> yep. Um, what did you think of this, Keezy? I can't believe that this was a true story. I know. It's just, it's another uh, American court case trial that just has jaw-dropping moments because... You realise that this actually happened? That's another thing. I've said this a couple of times about movies uh, and true stories. And see, if I didn't know that this was a, a true story, see Aye. what happens in this movie, I would say it was too far-fetched. Aye, I, I really would. Uh, I cannot believe what these people went through in that courtroom. It was no. absolutely unbelievable. And especially um, the guy that played the leader of the Black Panthers. Aye. How, how did that judge get away with doing... With, uh, I'm not going to get too much into it because I want you to watch no. this movie. Aye. It's a brilliant film. It really is a brilliant film. And this is... How agitated were you watching it? How... Mate, I hated every minute of it, but I loved it. <laughs> it was like when I was watching The Joker. It, it was Aye. just... It was enthralling. You know, you, you sit through it and you're just... The whole time you're watching it, you're like... How the fuck did any of this actually happen in real life? Well, this court is a shambles. It, no, but it was like me. It was like my cousin Vinny. <laughs> except, except the judge in this one was a hundred times worse and more evil. And I'm handed out way, 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 way more contempt of court charges than, <laughs> than the big man and my cousin Vinny. I hate it off, I. <laughs> How hey, Franklin Jelly is brilliant in this film, but mate, I, you know I, I love Franklin Jelly. He played Skeletor. That cemented him into <laughs> into cinematic history for me, right? But 
I genuinely was getting angry at his character, and because of that, oh. I was like, Franklin Jill a prick. Do you know what I mean? As <laughs> if you sit and watch this movie and you're, you're not uh, familiar with the case of the Chicago 7, then strap yourself in, because if you think things are fucked up just now, back then it was a hundred, hundred times worse, and it really does make you... Makes you it makes you worry for the future because it's as if it's heading back in that direction. I know, aye. Uh, but the, a lot of good performances in this movie. Um, Definitely, I really good cast. Um, the only thing was the two you said it was Sasha Baron Cohen's accent. He's meant to be from Massachusetts, right? Which is it's got a broad kind of you know your Boston accent, right? So Massachusetts has got a kind of broad accent through all the all the cities and towns. It, it ranges a fair bit. Sasha Baron Cohen has managed to put all of them into the one accent, and I don't know how he's done it. It was now apparently he's going to be nominated for an Oscar for this movie, and don't get me wrong, I thought I thought he was he was good, right? The accent was terrible. Uh, it really was terrible. Um, there was, for me, he's probably the least likely to win an award for this movie out of the, uh, out yeah. all seven of them. No, I would agree with that. Aye. Um, as good as everybody was in this film, I mean, you'd Sasha Baron Cohen, you've got Eddie Redmayne, Joseph Gordon Levitt, um, you've got Frank Langella. Like I said, there's a there's a brilliant cameo that I'm not going to I'm not going to waste for you. Don't look oh. up the don't look up the cast of the movie because it's a bit part. He's in it for five minutes, and he's tremendous in it as well. And I don't right. want to ruin that. Um, and but my favourite out of all of them, and like I say is, uh, to you, Keezy, when you made me watch Fargo last right. week, um, John Carroll Lynch, who plays Norm in Fargo, right. plays David Dellinger in this movie. He's one of the Chicago Seven, and he. Seeing both movies that I've watched with him in it this week, he stole the show in both of them. <laughs> and I want Hi, to find out more about this guy. Hello. He's, <laughs> he's although he's although he's like a kind of supporting actor, clearly. He, he, see oh, the two char- the two characters that he played, the one in Fargo and the one in this movie, they couldn't be further apart from each other. So it, it shows a, a decent range. For the guy, and I think and I'm going really to need to look up more of his stuff because I was I've been well impressed with him in the two movies. Um, what about yourself? I who stood out? Who stood out for you? Aye, my favourite in this film is Mark Rylance, who played the the lawyer, uh, the defence attorney. Aye, defence attorney. I thought he was absolutely tremendous in it. But as you say, they all were. They were all great in it. Um, and I thought it was a brilliant film. Eddie Redmayne's character. He. he there's parts parts in the movie you want to strangle him, parts in the movie you want to give him a big cuddle. He's just <laughs> he's excellent, and this is the first right. thing I've really seen him in uh, since um, the the movie about Stephen Hawking. Right. and he's a he's a really good actor, Eddie Redmayne. Oh, he uh, definitely he is. Right. Definitely. Um. So, what what do you reckon then for the Chicago the trial of the Chicago Seven, Keezy? I think is if you don't know anything about it, which I didn't. And just and watch it. Uh, I I thought it was, I thought it was a four out of five. I'd give it. Aye, I'd, really, I'd, really impressed with it. I'd agree with that. Um, I I didn't expect it to hold my attention. 
and what you I said, I didn't, I didn't know enough about it going in, but quite a lot of it kicks you right in the stomach, and one of the ones that you're watching it, and you're like, oh, I cannot believe this is actually happening to people in real life, and the next thing you know, the movie's over, and it totally holds your attention the whole way, the whole way right through, there's no lulls in it or anything at all. And Don't if you like, if you like a good courtroom drama, I would one hundred percent recommend it. Aye, because it was it's directed by the guy that wrote A Few Good Men. Well, there you um, go. He knows his way about a courtroom, that fella. <laughs> aye, Aaron Sorkin. Couldn't remember Aaron his name there. Aye. There aye. Well, so, what was your rating? Um, I'm going to go the same as you. I'm going to get a four out of five. I was well impressed. With it. I really enjoyed it. Good stuff. And we'll move on now to the next movie that we watched, which is a throwback to our childhood, Keezy. Hi. A remake that, I'm going to say it straight off the bat, a remake that outshines the original for me. Oof. Hi. What do you mm. think? Are you, going to, are you going, to, going to disagree with me? Are you going to have the balls to disagree with me here, Keezy? Uh, it probably was a better film, but... Uh... I'm yeah. back in the original. <laughs> Aye, I, know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You like, you know what you like. <laughs> you know what you like. You like what you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the original holds a, a, a big part of my childhood, so I'm going to be that. Right, well, obviously, we're talking about the witches. Anne Hathaway plays the Aye. Grand High Witch, uh, replacing Angelica Houston's iconic performance. Aye. Um, I was kicking every ball with Anne Hathaway in this movie. <laughs> and do you know what? I watched it with Kean and there was, I've I've watched it with Kean before, right? And there was parts of this movie where he reacted bigger than he reacted to it. Like, see, wow. everybody's seen The Witches, so we can talk about it pretty openly. Oh, yeah. the, the first attack of the Grand High Witch when she tries to get uh, the kids... And she's chasing them up the up the air vent. Oh, I Jesus God Almighty! See if I was a kid, I'd have been behind the couch. I'm not joking, <laughs> honestly. It, and this is one of these strange things where, as much as I love practical effects, I think the uh, the special effects for this added to it a wee bit. Like see with the the ability for them to stretch their faces and all that stuff. It was definitely aye. It was really good. It was really, really unsettling at times as well. Um, the story's changed slightly. We've got uh, the kid that is now American. We've got Octavia Spencer who plays his gran and takes him in. Uh, Stanley Tucci uh, plays Mr. Stringer, the owner of the hotel that the big uh, witches' conference is at. We've already mentioned Anne Hathaway as well, but Morgana Robinson is brilliant in this movie. She plays uh, the wee kid Bruno Jenkins' mum. That's and, right. Uh, if if you've ever watched, like, she's in quite a lot of BBC comedies and stuff like that. And she had her own show back in the day, Morgana. The Morgana. All oh, right, okay. Um, we've also got Chris Rock, who's a narrator. Aye. Um, in the movie this time as well. Um, and I just thought it. I really did think it was it was really good. Thought the movie more than it stood up to the original. Uh, as I've as I've said already, and um, these type of movies are ripe for the retelling. 
You know what oh, I mean? Oh, definitely, aye. Aye, aye. I mean, aye, aye. We're, get, we're getting to the point now where Roald Dahl's no- novels are going to be considered classics. I, I, could, I could watch these sort of films all the time. You know, I loved, I loved all the Roald Dahl books when I was a wee guy, and this one was one of my favourites, but I, I especially liked the movie, this one, and I think that The Witches is... The remake that they've done now is going to, like I said, stand the test of time alongside the old one for kids of this generation now. Could they, do, they, aye. They'll think of this the same way that we think of the original. So, um, I hope so, aye. Because she, she's fanta- absolutely fantastic, isn't it? Aye, she, like you said to me, she's having a, the time of her life, isn't she? Aye. <laughs> but, like I say, um, she, she, she's, that, she's that over the top and... Gallus, you know what I mean? Like I said, you're kicking uh, every ball where they, there's points where I'm like, I hope she catches this wee guy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a couple of uh, gripes where I had was I thought Stanley Tucci was, was for me, he didn't have enough to do. I thought Ron Atkinson in the original was much better. Aye. Um, but I don't think well, it was his fault. I just don't think there was enough for him to do. No, well, there's that kind of character is you don't want to do a, an impression of Owen Atkinson. Oh, no, no. You know, um, you've got to try and bring your own thing to it. I think he was... Aye, he wasn't in it enough. No. He wasn't in it enough. And there, but there's, see that during this movie, the parts where the kids are in peril, I've seen the original movie. I've read the book when I was a kid. I've read the book a few times, actually. And there were still points during this movie. I was like, "They're they're they're goners. They're not going to make it." Here. <laughs> I I enjoyed it as well. I definitely enjoyed it. I didn't think it, it was as good as I thought it was going to be, considering yeah. it was written by two Oscar winners. The screenplay was written by Tom Hanks, <laughs> Robert Zemeckis, and Del Toro. Really? I said. I, you know what? When you when you say when you say it like that, it's, <laughs> I probably should have been better than it was, but I still I still <laughs> really enjoyed it. You know, um, I, and what I say is, she keep keep flinging them at me. I want to see the twits. Oh, on, aye, aye. I want to see a movie about the twits. I want to see George's marvelous medicine on my telly. <laughs> you know, what I mean, just keep flinging them at me, and who, who knows, man? You could have had a rolled out shared universe eventually. Along the same lines as your your uh, Marvel ones and stuff like that. Why not? Because he's got more than enough. Be- he's got more than enough material for it. Well, they they books will stand the test of time. James and the Giant Peach, Matilda, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Great, oh, great Glass Elevator, uh-huh. all sorts of movies that they could make. And I Matilda, obviously, but you don't touch that one. That's a proper classic. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, what did you give it? What were you giving it? For me, um, I'm going to give it a three out of five. I I really enjoyed it, and uh, for what it was, it's a it's a kids movie, you know. Um, so it's it's never going to be troubling the Oscars or anything. But no, no, I did I did enjoy it, and you know what? See the now specifically, see anything that can take your mind away for an hour and a half. It's all right by me. So I I agree, and I'll give it a three out of five as well. Right, so we'll move on now um, to one that you watched, Keezy, that I've not watched yet, uh, but I will watch it because it's got two of my favourite actors in it. Aye. Um, fire away, Keezy, what have you been watching? 
the reason I watched it was I signed up for a week free trial with Apple TV. All right. It was it was to get the Springsteen documentary, but then when I noticed that this film was on, I was all oh, definitely watch this as well. So it's called On the Rocks, and it's that it's written directed by Sophia Coppola, right? Uh, and it's starring Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, and also co co starring Marlon Wayans. He's in it, and he's a good straight actor. He really is a good I, straight actor. I was imp- I was impressed with him. Uh, he plays um, Rashida Jones's husband in it, right. and that's the that's the plot that um, she suspects him of having an affair, and her dad is played by Bill Murray, who's like an eccentric, rich guy, over the top, lovable rogue type of guy, womanizer, an old school guy, and uh, they've got an estranged relationship, but he. He keeps turning up and says, right, let's find out if, if he's having an affair or not. And it's them bonding through this. And that's right. what it's about. Um, and it's really, the, the two of them are brilliant. Don't know what it is about Coppola, but she seems to get the best out of Bill Murray. Um, Aye. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this is a patch on Lost in Translation. No. Uh, but it's still really, really enjoyable. Um, just because it's they two, really. They're, they're carrying it brilliant. Oh, it's it, man. It's, uh, Rashida Jones is a tremendous actress, but I know her more for her comedy roles. So, um, she... There's a comedy element to it. There, there is some funny bits. I mean, there has to be with A2 in it, because you're right, they're, they're both really good. Can oh, I have a brother and not be a comedy movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. Really, really enjoyable film. Um, I was going to say, after it, because see when you watch Rashida Jones, she should be a bigger star than she than she is, really. So I looked up to see what else she was doing and what she'd done. and Obviously, me and you are the Parks and Recreation fans and the Office fans as well. Mm-hmm. But you found out kind of at the same time as me that why she left Parks and Rec. Aye. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Oh. If you don't know... Um, Rashida Jones left Parks and Recreation to write Toy Story 4. Now, <laughs> that's a, I would never have put her down as that sort of person. She's like a writer. I'd, because, let's be she's a movie star. She's she's a TV and a movie star. She's got movie star looks. Aye. She's a great actress. Well, she's got it all, aye. And she's obviously a really, a really intelligent person as well that can write a script. And what you said to me before we started recording this as well, it's made me, it's made me like Toy Story Four a bit more. I should as I found that out, I was like, you know what? Toy Story Four was magic. She <laughs> bested a lot. <laughs> Never ruined the perfect trilogy. Don't know what they were talking about. <laughs> Aye, but um, so what would you what would you give this movie then, Keezy? Out of five? Uh, I saw it at three. Three, three out of five. five. Right, so that brings us on to the, the main event in the movie, <laughs> the movie reviews here. And we spoke about the trailer in the last episode. Aye. And now we're going to talk about the movie because it came out a week past on Friday now. Um, 
Borat subsequent movie <laughs> film and he hits the ground running with this one doesn't he he, he really does oh, hit the ground running now straight off the bat I'm going to tell you it's not as good as the first one now, no but it's good and that's the, the one thing you can say about this movie is they didn't give you enough time to build yourself up for it they, they released the trailer like, a week a week before the movie came out there wasn't enough time for the hysteria to build up like the way there was with like the Dumb and Dumber and Anchorman sequels like, right they too never hit the mark but this movie did this movie was good and there's a lot of really good performances in this movie as well specifically right. Sasha Baron Cohen and his daughter who I'm not sure her name but there's actual there's, there's Oscar talk for her <laughs> see, I, I, see, when I first heard that, I thought that what utter that is ludicrous. But then I, I found out that he won a Golden Globe for Bora, the original Bora, Aye. best actor in a, a comedy. Or well, when you think about it, they're acting easy, but they're actually Aye. acting. They're acting with real people. They're they're essentially undercover the whole time. Aye, and so I, she, for for her to be a, a new to Hollywood and to have the balls basically to do <laughs> some of the stuff that she done in this film I, they should post all the Oscars are now in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> she is brilliant in it there's no doubt about it nah obviously I'm I'm jesting she, it's, no, it's not Oscar worthy but uh, you've got <laughs> to hold your hands up and say this lassie has made a name for herself right off the bat with us right if she can, if she can carry that forward onto different roles, then she could be a big player in the comedy scene in Hollywood for the next while. I'll just I just, I looked her name up there, Maria Bakalova. Maria Bakalova, and she put is it is it Toot? Uh, what's her name? Is it Tutti or something? A Tuta, 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 and that's uh, Borat's Borat's daughter. Now, if you've not watched it yet, this is free to watch if you've got an Amazon Prime subscription. So you, all you need to do is go on to Prime, uh, type in Borat in the search engine, and you'll be able to watch it uh, for there. Yeah. But uh, my jaw was sore by the end <laughs> of this movie because I was clenching my jaw that bad at certain points in it. Like, oh, you know, that cringy way. Oh, oh, I can't believe he's doing that kind of thing. And... I loved it, mate. I, I'm a I'm a sucker for Sasha Baron Cohen's characters, but I really am, man. Um, what, what about yourself? Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Aye, aye. Um, I liked the, the the overall storyline. It was it was fine. It was not. It was all right. But the the, the big the sketches, the big setups that put it all together, but some of them were really really funny. Aye, it did exactly what it set out to do. And, I think if you're fans of it, you're not going to be disappointed. Aye, I agree. I agree. And some of it, the, there's points in it as well. Again, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe these are real people. Like, <laughs> see, the, the, there's a part in a debutant ball where he takes his daughter to a debutant ball. I'm not going to go much further into it, but I was nearly biting the arm of the couch. I was cringing that much, do you know? And... <laughs> It's brilliant, but because you, I spent the second half of the movie with my face half in my hoodie and half out <laughs> my hoodie because if you only see it with one eye, it's not quite as bad as if you watch it with both <laughs> eyes. But I would love to watch this with a commentary over the top of it. 
where Sasha Baron Cohen actually talks about each scene and what went in it and stuff like that, you know, it would be it would be excellent. But this movie for me was it like you said, Keezy done exactly what it said in the tin. I laughed for the minute it started, right all the way through it. Some laughs were bigger than others, obviously. My jaw was killing me because I was cringing that hard. But for me, Bora subsequent movie film gets four out of five because like we say, it just it done exactly what we were expecting it to do and that's all you can ask for. Bye. I'm not as big a fan of uh, Bora as you, but I've enjoyed the two films and I'll give it three. Three out of five, three but five. definitely worth a watch again, I. Right, so that brings us to the end of the uh, the reviews of the new movies that we've watched uh, since the last episode. Right, so um, we've got a wee bit of special top fives this week. Um, so we're going to do the movie quiz actor battle early doors. It's not going to close okay. the show this week. It's not the main event. It's not Andre <laughs> versus Hogan. It's Savage <laughs> versus Steamboat. Oh. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a wrestling reference. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, so uh, the movie quiz actor battle has thrown up one of my favourite movies. Um, I think if Keezy beats me here, I think I'm just going to retire and stop doing this. <laughs> but I've got a feeling that he probably will beat me because he's that sort of guy, right? So uh, <laughs> we're going <laughs> movie quiz actor battle. Take three. <laughs> Home Alone. The Home Alone right. episode. Right, so I'm obviously going to start us off with Daniel Stern. Right, okay. I'll go for Macaulay Culkin. Joe Pesci. Christa watches every day, what's her name? I'll come back to her. John Candy. Oh, yeah, prick. That was my next one. Uh, What was his dad's name? Like Ed. John Hurt. Was his dad? Was he? <laughs> oh no, man! Right, if I managed to name two people for one of my favourite movies, good. What's the more called again? What oh, <laughs> is your fucking dad's name? He was in The Sopranos, and all he's dead now. Aye. John Hurt, I was right. I thought you said John Hurt. John Hurt. H-E-A-R-D. Hurt. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. You're a bastard. I knew that was his fucking name, but that's the last one I'm getting, so you're angry. You're going to say the Moy's name now, and then I'm not going to be able to give you another answer after that, so God damn you. Keezy, okay? See, the, see, the thing is, right, I think you're going to get somebody else that's in the film that... You've not thought of it yet, so I'm going to see him first to ruin, to ruin the plan. Right, go Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin. Do you know what? She's in so many things. She she does. She's in shits creek and all that now, and she's Aye. she's doing well for herself now. And for the life of me, I can't fucking remember her name, man. Um, anybody on the plane? Anybody in the airport? Uh, the cops. Pizza boy, can't remember his name. Uh, nah, mate, I'm going to need to tap out, man. I've I've shot the bed. Aye. What was your boy's name? 
Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara, is it? And to be honest, there's nobody else famous in it. Other than being famous because they're in one of the greatest films ever made. But Aye, I know. I know what you mean. It's... Ah, well, doesn't matter. The better man wins yet again, Keezy boy. <laughs> yet again, you make, you make a mockery of me. Ah, ah sorry. Do you know what? If I was going to lose to anybody, I'm glad that it was you. <laughs> so, Keezy now streaks into a 47,000 lead. <laughs> for the people that are listening now, what actually happened before we went for Home Alone was we went for Armageddon and we couldn't remember a person's name. And when we went in to check it, it turns out he wasn't even in the movie anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> aye, that was, that was eventful. I enjoyed that. We get about 20 of that one, I know. I, I know, I know. <laughs> aye, so, um, a, pretty, a pretty eventful week so far. Aye. Um, obviously, as we said at the beginning of the show, the first, uh, the, the major news story has been the death of Sir Sean Connery. Um, so we felt that this week we would go for a top five Connery movies. Aye. Um, Keezy, before we go any further, I'm not having you just saying all the James Bond ones, mate. You've got to diversify here. Uh, um, oh, I've done that. I've done that. The I've I've got one James Bond film in it, and I've left out Robin Hood as well. <laughs> uh, he's, in he Robin, was... he's in Robin Hood for a couple of minutes, but... Um, that's all. That's all it took. Uh, to <laughs> leave an indelible mark on a Scottish cinema audience. Um, so, what do you reckon then? What's What's coming in at number five for you, Keezy? Um, my number five is yesterday. I was like, I'm going. I need to put on some a Sean Connery movie. Um, but it says what? So I put on two. Right, one that I'd seen years ago. I couldn't remember much yet, so I wanted to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Speak about that later. And this one, which I'd never seen, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And it's called Finding Forrester. Finding Forrester, what's that about? So it's about a young uh, black guy in like, the Bronx. Is that who Sean Connery plays? <laughs> Does he keep his accent? Does he keep his accent? Yo, yo, homies, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Aye, so he's a young, he's a 16-year-old kid. He's a brilliant basketball player. And he's hanging about with all his pals, but but in a gang type thing. But he's secretly, he's a... Talented, talented writer. Um, and Sean Connery plays a recluse, like an old, an old grumpy old man who's a recluse, who doesn't leave his apartment. And they bump into each other, and they start, um, and he starts mentoring them because Sean Connery plays an old writer. Uh, so it's about that, and it's 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 brilliant. The relationship between the two is great, and. It's an absolutely brilliant film. It's kind of like a, a Goodwill Hunting or a you know what I was going like to say, Mr. Holland's Opus or something like that. When you were describing it there, what it reminded me was actually Field of Dreams. Because you're like the old writer and stuff. I remember uh, uh, James Earl Jones' character. Aye. 
Oh, right. Aye, aye, aye. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I hang it in? And uh, what do you call it? The, what was the first one you mentioned there? The Matt Damon Good one? Good Will Hunting. Aye, that was aye. that was the two movies that came in my mind when you were describing that there. So, I, I, you know what? I've never even heard of this movie before, mate. So, it's I don't spoil it for me, right? Because I think no, I might actually watch us. He's he's fantastic in it, and it's it's. I thought it was it's absolutely brilliant film. Aye, a hidden gem. A hidden gem, right? So for my number five, I'm going to go for. Hunt for Red October. Um, now, I'm going to need to be honest here. Mm-hmm. I've seen Hunt for Red October once. Aye. And it was not long after it came out, when I was a kid. Right? Aye. And the reason that it's in my list is because it was one of five Sean Connery movies that I've seen. <laughs> right? And that, again, that's not meaning any disrespect to the guy or anything like that, but he just wasn't Aye. in the type of movies that I like. Aye, no, I, I, I totally I'm fine with that. And actually, you've just said the film that I, I hinted about earlier. It was a film that I watched when it first came out, and I watched it yesterday because I wanted oh. to, to, to see it again and remind me of it. And it's brilliant. It's a Aye. great film. Aye. It's, uh, for what I remember, I remember watching I watched it in my mate David John Murphy's house, right? Years and years and years ago. And I liked it. I, I did like it. We, we kind of spoke about it quite a lot that night. And you know that way when you stay over your mate or son, you watch a movie, you tend to like watch the movie and then just fucking fart about for the rest of the night kind uh-huh. of thing. That one kind of caught our attention. And I remember we watched that uh, and really enjoyed it. And But again, it, I believe he plays, does he not play a Russian in this? Right. Right. And he's just got his same accent. And <laughs> I I can't get past this. I, I really can't get past it. So I think he, he the, I think the way they deal with it is brilliant because they start off speaking in Russian with the subtitles, and it's mm-hmm. like ten minutes into the film, he's he's having a conversation with another guy, right? And it's the other guy's doing a big monologue in Russian with the subtitles, and the camera zooms right in, and then when it zooms back out, they just start talking in English. As if they say, right, you know that they're Russian and here's here they were speaking Russian, but like let's forget about that. Let's just the rest of this film is <laughs> English. Uh, 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 I thought that was class. You know the Russian. Well. We know they're Russian, you know they're Russian. But we know that you're no Russian. <laughs> <laughs> was, it felt like that, I feel like um Sam Neil's in it, he doesn't try an accent either. But uh the hell but I it's a really, really good film and then the last half an hour makes it a great film. Right, so Hunt for Red October's my number five, your number five is Finding Forrester. Uh, so right. we move on to number four now. What, what have you got at number four? So I left one out, a huge film out, because I know that you're gonna say it and because I know that my mate Jim will be listening and he's got two favourites. One is The Man Who Would Be King, which I've not put in my list. Um, but the other one I'll put in it, I'll put the, in the list is number four and it's uh, Highlander. Highlander. Um, he's amazing. Well, see, to be fair, between the two movies, there could be only one. 
<laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry. I apologise. <laughs> um, aye, Highlander, he plays an Egyptian uh, with an impeccable Egyptian accent and I'll not hear a word against it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be um, honest with you, I've, I've never heard an Egyptian person speaking English. That might be what they sound like, so, you know. <laughs> aye, <laughs> um, aye, it's a film, it's anybody that grew up watching it loves it and anybody who didn't thinks it's all the crap. It's got an amazing soundtrack and he's, he's tremendous in it. Um, yeah, so Highlander makes it. Okay, so your number four is Highlander, my number four. So right. if I say to you, Sean Connery, if I say to you, Dustin Hoffman, if I say to you, Matthew Broderick, you'd probably <laughs> say to me, what the fuck's Matthew Broderick doing with two guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they've been saying. Like, Matthew Broderick's fucking lost. Wait, it's Matthew Broderick doing getting their coffees and stuff like that. Right, <laughs> 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 hey, but surprisingly, Matthew Broderick play, plays the youngest member of three generations in family business. Um, right. it's, a bit, it's a bit bank robbers. And it's, it's just a pure caper. You know I like capers. I've told you that before. Right. I love a, I love a caper movie, any sort of bike robbery movie. I don't know, I'm I'm hooked in. And this is the Sean Connery plays the grander. Dustin Hoffman plays his son, who's right. still still involved in the business. Um, and Matthew Broderick plays Dustin Hoffman's son and Sean Connery's grandson, who is just coming through in the business just now. It's a like I say, it's just that it, it is decent, mate, and that's what I'm saying. I, it's an R movie that I seen when I was younger, but I can still remember quite a lot about it. I and know. I remember really enjoying it. And it's it's a film that you'd enjoy. You've not seen it before, have you? No, I've not seen it, no. So it's good. It's good. Dustin, really good. Dustin Hoffman and Sean Connery in it, mate. You can't go wrong, can you, really? Oh, no, it's a winner in my book already, aye. Aye, so that's my number four, Family Business. Um, what's your number three, Keysbo? Uh, my number three is The Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October, we've already touched Aye. on that one. Yep. Uh, my number three is the one that you left out, actually. Um, Aye. You left out The Untouchables. That's it. Aye. Um, Aye. He's, the Untouchables are brilliant from. And I again, really I, I'm, a, I'm a big Mafia fan, as you know. Anything that's remotely decent about the Mafia, I'll watch it. See anything that's even shite about the Mafia, I'll still watch it. Like that Tom Hardy abortion that he brought out last year. And <laughs> I, I just, um, um, anything they do with the Mafia, I'm in. Right. So, uh, Untouchables, obviously. Oh, right. huge, huge movie. Uh, probably, I think you'd be, You'd probably be hard to find a better performance by Sean Connery than this, I would say. Aye. Well, th this is the one he got the Oscar for, Aye. and he is. He's fantastic in it. And obviously, he's got, there's that famous speech, you know. Uh, he pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He puts one of your men in the hospital, you put one of his in the mark. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's a He's a hard man in this movie, really, and I think he was a hard, hard man in real life as well. Um, this is this wouldn't have been too too far a stretch for him to, to perform, but overall, this movie, from top to bottom, is an absolute classic. So, um, if you've not seen it, and you'll be wondering why it's it's at number three on mine, 
Um, the next two that I've got, I consider to be absolute classics as well. And I think, Keezy, you've probably got one of them on your list. Maybe not. Oh, the other. Um, so, number two for me is the James Bond entry. Um, so, the thing with Sean Connery is James Bond is that every single one of his Bond films are great. Uh, every other actor that played Bond's always, there's a turkey in there, there's a disaster or two, but Connery's Bond films are all brilliant. Um, and this one's his best one. Um, it's the most iconic one as well, Goldfinger. It's, a, it's an amazing film. Just two great baddies. It's got, this is the one that, because the first two films didn't really have big gadgets, but this is one that brought more in with the, right. with the iconic Aston Martin and um, with, with the iconic the woman painted in gold and pussy galore and uh, odd job. It's just it's just classic stuff, a, a, an amazing film and brilliant. Aye, so number two for Keezy is Goldfinger. Number two for me, my number two is The Rock. Yeah, now, I, I know you've I know you've left um the rock off your list, but I, it's probably on a par with my number one. To be honest with you, I went to see <laughs> the rock. I went to see the rock in the cinema, right? And I loved it, man. And I thought Sean, Con- Sean Connery was excellent in it as well. Like really, really good. Um, and then you you kind of get to, you understand what the attraction was. See, see. Why women fancy them? See when he gets his hair cut, the guy looks a <laughs> guy looks about a million bucks, man. Honestly, God, he, he's obviously he's playing this old bedraggled guy that's been brought out to try and help, uh, to try and break into Alcatraz because it's been overtaken by a group of ex-military oh. baddies, kind of thing. Um, and he was the only person that's ever successfully escaped from Alcatraz. Ah, yes, yeah. Um, so Nicholas Cage plays the the guy that's trying to get back in way and enlists his help. But the interview scene when he takes the coin, that's um, brilliant. He scratches the scratches the mirror and then smashes it and pulls the guy out. It's brilliant. But it, the his entire performance and his one liners in this movie are brilliant as well. Like just the, it just seems like a. I think he's just an extension of himself. This movie, Aye. you know, what I mean, I, it comes. Ac- I think it comes across as the way that Sean Connery would come across in real life if you actually knew him, you know. But um, if you've not, if you've never seen The Rock and you like your kind of Conair, Commando, like kind of siege I movies, I, I would definitely say give this a watch because it's brilliant. And it's one of the movies around about that time. Nicholas Cage was huge. Remember. Oh, definitely. He had, yeah, he had yeah. Face Off, and he had Con Air, and he had uh, the Rock just won the Oscar as well. Yep, but for me, um, Con Air's his best, but the Rock for me is his second. And it's it, it's a, an excellent movie, um, and definitely yeah, you, watch if you've not seen it. The one thing you do is you don't take it seriously and just enjoy the a bloody good action film, really, isn't it? Ah, it's a we, popcorn movie, mate. It's, oh, aye. If you like, if you like an action movie and you're no caught up in the logistics of shit, then you'll enjoy this because it's it is a good movie. Okay, it's got what a cast it's got. It's got Sean Connery, obviously the man that we're talking about just now. It's got Nicholas Cage, Ed Harris, Michael Bain. Oh, aye. 
Um, but Keezy, you never told me that you left it off your list because John C. McGinley was in it. <laughs> the world's worst actor. Oh, he's murdering this and all. Mate, oh, so he is. Mate, I watched... Sorry, I know we're talking about Sean Connery here, right? But I watched uh, Point Break last right. week. And he's in that and he is <laughs> so, so bad. So bad, and honestly, he's terrible in it, man. And I always thought he was a good actor because I liked him as uh, Dr. Cox, but Aye. he's dreadful in everything, isn't he? I <laughs> guy's he's, in block, he's in Blockbuster after Blockbuster. He's yeah, he, must, he, must, he must have pictures of the directors at Epstein's house or something like that. <laughs> right. But um, I, this, this movie for me is... Action-packed nonsense, but I loved it, and I loved Connery's performance in it. So yeah, that's yeah. why The Rock makes it to number two in my list. I think there's no point in even trying to dress this up, Keezy. We'll both get the same number one, and we know what the number one is, don't we? Aye. The fact that this man had the acting range to be able to play the father of a man who was 12 years his junior just shows you... <laughs> the level of talent that Sean Connery had, obviously. Is that pun intended? Pun intended, mate. Pun intended. But, um, but, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, he's just a... Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Aye. Or Indiana Jones in what should have been <laughs> The Last Crusade, as I like Aye. to call it. <laughs> now, um, this is a, an absolute bona fide classic. Aye. Just There's a... Not, there's not many third <laughs> movies in a trilogy that are the best of the lot. Aye, I agree with you. And let's be honest, it's a huge, huge part of that is because of Sean Connery's character. Aye. He plays um, Indiana Jones's dad, as, as I uh, alluded to there with my terrible joke at the start. Um, <laughs> he's just... Uh, Without him, this movie wouldn't be half as good as it was. No, no chance. And um, Spielberg did say that when they came up with the idea of having Indiana Jones's dad, and it says there's only one guy I want to be Indiana Jones's dad, and that's Sean Connery. Harrison Ford's dad is sitting in the house like that. Fuck's sake, what am I going to do to get a break? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what a it's just a phenomenal performance. He just he's having the time of his life in the in the role, and he's you, you just can't wait to see what he's going to say or do next. It's his facial expression. <laughs> Aye, but the two of them. But then it's it's like you're the indie. You then you start to see what he's seen, and the the respect comes through. And the two of them together is just it's just movie magic. It's just it's just one of those moments, isn't it? Take my hand, Junior. <laughs> Indiana. I know. Oh, I don't like. I don't like make you Greek easy, but what? I'm I know, for Chris, I was nearly away there. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, you know that I went to that. I went to the the place where the the Holy Grail was filmed. Yes. Petra. Yep. And that's all I was thinking of at the time I was there. Was Nothing to do with the I would just walk by going, hello, Junior. 
none of do with the centuries of history in front of you. You're you're going no. back to the last crusade. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely everybody else is there to see a wonders of the world and I'm there to see where Indiana Jones saved his dad. No wonder. <laughs> um but I the pattern in it with him is brilliant at all. Uh, like when he's like see when they're in the, the plane and the the they're shooting. Like the there are a couple of planes that are after him and mm-hmm. Harrison Ford shouts a uh, one o'clock <laughs> <laughs> he takes his watch out like, what happens at one o'clock? <laughs> no, fucking one o'clock. Shoot at me. <laughs> Classic stuff. <laughs> oh, brilliant, man. I know. That's a, you know, that's a film that I need to revisit again because I've not seen the Indiana Jones trilogy in a long, long time. Um, so- oh, you, it's, it's three films. See if you haven't seen them in a long time and then you watch them again. It's just... I, do you know what? I don't, I don't think Keane's seen them. I don't think Keane's seen them. I, that might be something that I do sit down with him and watch Indiana Jones movies because uh, that, would be, that would be good. I don't think he's seen them, and I think it's something that he'd be right in because he's right in his history and all that. So yeah, so right. the fact that he's like a archaeologist, archaeologist, that would that would kind of tickle his fancy. I think so. I might sit down oh, and watch yeah. them with him. Okay, but love them. The the, the the first three are brilliant. Aye. Definitely. But, but, um, I, I, as you said, it's Sean Connery that makes the third one. Definitely. Uh, it's, just, it's just a classic. That's a brilliant film. I think that's probably as good a time as any to wrap up the show now, mate. You know, um, it's, again, uh, it's a shame, but, you know, it comes to us all, and at least he's oh, left something. He's left a legacy, and, absolutely. you know, He's a he's a person that'll always be remembered throughout history. So, you know what? Well, fair play to you, Sean. You maybe weren't my cup of tea, but the the fuck you've <laughs> you've had a career <laughs> yet, mate, and you know Aye. you've definitely earned the respect to everybody that's ever been a movie fan. So, fair oh, play definitely. Aye, um, I just want to uh, end with um, I watched an interview recently. It was from a couple of years ago, and it was, uh, it was Kevin Costner. And the guy asked him, who's the best actor you've ever worked with? Uh-huh. And he said, the best actor I've ever worked with is Gene Hackman. He says, but the biggest movie star I've ever worked with is Sean Connery. And the, he says, um, on the, but it was during filming The Untouchables, and they were out for lunch in Chicago. And the two of them were sitting talking. And there was a woman, he says... This is Kevin Costner talking. There was a woman, uh, a stunning-looking woman, trying cycling over to Kevin Costner. He's like, right, I definitely want to speak to her, but I'm sitting talking to Sean Connery here. I can't like just get up and walk away because it's Sean Connery who led on me. Um, so she keeps cycling over and over. He's like, right, and eventually he goes over. How are you doing? Thinking he's going to pull her, and she says, uh, "Thanks for coming over. Any chance you get me Sean's autograph?" <laughs> oh, sick, man. Oh. That's that's what you call a, a superstar. I, I, love, <laughs> I love stories like that, man. I love stories like that. Um, um, but what you say is it, it it just encapsulates the word movie star, doesn't it? The guy the guy just I mean obviously I've never been in his company or anything like that, but he's the sort of person that you get the impression that the minute he walks into a room, all eyes are on him kind of thing. 
You know what I mean? Oh, and definitely. He's, he's he's lived a full life. He's gave everything he's got to give, and you know, if he's, there's a he's gave all of us great memories as well, and you can't really ask for more than that. <laughs> nah, definitely not. So, uh, what's that? Hi, there's that's us. We are out of time. Thanks for listening, Trips.